Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have on Matt James, who's a longtime Rockstar Inner Circle member, and actually he showed up with his wife, Alexandra, who's in on the episode as well, so that was a great combo to have them both on and share their experience, and I really have to thank Karen, who's Matt's mom, who was the original Rockstar Inner Circle member, who suggested that Matt check us out. And Matt's story is incredible. So he's he's 29 years old now, I believe. I hope I got that right. And he parlayed some of his experience in marijuana stocks and the whole weed stock craze into some rental properties. Wait until you hear how that went down. And uh, now he's he's working. He's got multiple properties, a ton of experience. We get his views on you know marijuana stocks. We get his views on rental properties and what him and Alexander have been able to co- uh, accomplish with properties in such a short time is incredible. And then now he's working, he's also starting up his own business and running his own business. So just a great guy, very well-spoken, tons of experience. Can't wait to see what he does with the next 10 and 20 years of his life. It's going to be incredible, I can tell. So uh, if you are listening to this and you want to get in on some of the real estate investing, just like Matt has done, you can check out everything that we are doing here at Rockstar by going to the URL www.rockstarinnercircle.com. On that website, you're going to find access to our videos that we call our Rockstar Minutes, where we have a lot of information that we share that way. You're going to have access to all the podcasts that we put out. You're going to have access to the different reports that we publish and are constantly updating on that website, along with free copies of all the books that we put out. And the reason that we're sharing all this information is that when Nick and I started, we could not find any Canadian-based information that was really helpful being written by people on the streets actually doing what they're talking about. So that's why this website exists. That's why the Rockstar Inner Circle exists. And that's why the brokerage Rockstar Real Estate was created. So if you're looking to get ideas on strategies that people are using to create cash flow in the greater Toronto and Golden Horseshoe area, you can go to www.rockstarinnercircle.com and check it out all there. If you want to come to the class that we do, which is a 90-minute introductory class, you can also register for that by hitting the big red button on that website that says free investor training or investor training or something like that. Once a month, we do a 90-minute class. It's virtual right now. Nick and I are on that together. We stick around and do a Q&A at the end of the class to answer any questions that you throw our way so you can register for that there. That's enough with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with Matt James and Alexandra James. Almost. What is it? Um, Right now I'm a berry, so B-E-R-R-Y, like the fruit. Um, soon to be James, I think. Soon to be James. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why soon to be James? Um, we haven't got our marriage certificate yet. How recently married are yeah. you, said? Uh, February. Oh, I'm February. Sure, yeah. Oh, and then COVID came and then along? COVID yeah. came. Oh, yeah. so you're just lost in the system. Yeah, right? we haven't no, got we anything. You might not even be married. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's cool. We've never had this situation yet. Yeah. I'm joking, but... Uh, and, and we were joking, Alex, Matt, we're going to get to your story in a second, yeah. but Alexandra works at a big Canadian bank, and we were just saying, in here, we got one of those machines that scans the check, so we don't oh, even have nice. to wear the branch anymore. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for branches. I think branches. they're fantastic. Okay. Yeah. But you know the thing that you drop the check? I know yeah. you know. What am I saying? It's a remote capture RCR. 
This is a test. RCD remote capture deposit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems pretty deposit. cool. I, we I were like we it. were resistant to it because yeah. we thought, oh, it's not going to work. The checks will be jammed. Some will rip. Forget it. Mm -hmm. But now that we have this in here, our mom, who does a lot of the stuff here uh, with us, and and Sonia on our team, yeah, um, they're loving it. They drop in the checks. It scans it in, goes into deposit. You don't even have to go to the bank anymore. I think it's fantastic. This I'm, is my way of telling you, Alexandra, that I'm banks are job. becoming obsolete. <laughs> this is bad news. This is actually bad news. This is not a good news story. This is a bad news story. I'll tell you something else. I was, we're big TD customers. Yeah. And I was at TD and I was doing some bank wires. We were mentioning about some bank wire stuff. And they said, hey, you don't even have to come in anymore. Sign up for this rapid wire. Yes. So I'm in the middle of getting processed for that. And fantastic. I'm like, I'm like, between the checks being processed in our office, rapid yeah. wire where I can, I think I'm going to be able to wire money from like my online banking or something something like that. I get a soft token, some authenticator thing. Yep. And I'm like, wow. And, and the, the people in the branch, we love our branch over here. And yeah. they're encouraging me to do this. And I'm like, this is, seems weird. It's like, I don't have to come. You're encouraging me never to show up here again. Yeah, Even if you get cash, I don't know if you get cash deposits from any clients of yours, but now you can be set up for express deposit. So that's there. You get a key. You can go to the, the bank with a bag. You put your cash deposit in the bag, seal it up. And right before the ATM drive through, there's going to be a box for a night deposit, they call it. You get a key, open it up, put your bag in, and then it'll be deposited didn't the that, next day. Didn't that always exist? It I feel did, like I did that. But a lot was... of people don't know about oh, okay. it. That's the big silver kind of drawer yeah. that opens up. Yes. Yeah. And remember, you used to be a teller at different yeah. banks, so you know, you got the inside knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was a great it. teller, man. I, I sold so many CIBC via, Visa cards. Nice. <laughs> now looking back, I'm like, why did I ever talk to anybody about getting a Visa card? Yeah. I was the enemy. <laughs> I was the enemy. I don't believe in credit card debt. So I was definitely the <laughs> oh, enemy. Gosh. But there was rewards. It was like you would get free pizza lunch oh. if you sold so many of these Visa cards. So I'm it's like, an well, incentive to you that. Yeah, it was yes. an incentive for me to send to sell these CIBC Visa cards. Anyway, I want to switch over. So we're, I'm, I didn't know we were going to have both of you here. This is amazing. Matt, I want you you have been a rock star member for for a little bit here about four years now four, i think yeah. yeah four years yeah so thank you for that first yeah of all. no it's it's been a great ride so far and and i want to jump into your story uh yeah just have at it you tell me because i'm reading you sent something in here i didn't know about your background and your story how you got into some properties uh, okay. and stuff yeah. but reading this story here i'm like this is a little bit crazy so i'll ask you some questions but you just lead off how did you get okay. into the real estate game take it from wherever you want I feel like it was just a, a lucky thing from the get-go. Um, so I started with the, uh, the the marijuana stocks, the weed stocks, as everyone says. Um, I had a few friends in the banking industry that said everyone was coming in to start all these direct investing stock accounts. Because um, of the weed stocks. Because of the weed stocks. That's what they were leading into. Everyone kept coming in and saying just offhand, oh, you know, I've been hearing about this. My buddy's talking about it. Let's open an account. So what was, was this three years ago? Yeah, or? early... Early 2017, late 2016, maybe okay. is when I started getting into okay. it. So I had more and more friends saying that they were going to start getting into it. And they would start the conversation like they were almost nervous to talk about it. Like they weren't sure if it was a thing you could even talk about yet. So I was like, well, I know, right? Because everybody's been so used to like, I think, I think, I don't know if Nick wants me to share the story. There's a stigma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let Nick share the story about he, but yeah, we'll just leave it at that for now. But yeah, there's a stigma with it for sure. Yeah, there is. Um, but we know a bunch of people also who plowed in, mm -hmm. but didn't have very much success with it. But right, it sounds okay. like your story is a little different. But, you know, as, like I say, it was just luck. I was a novice going in. I had uh, some mutual funds beforehand that didn't do well. And so I started going down that rabbit hole and I was like, uh, you know, this isn't for me. Uh, I started with 10 grand and a few weeks later it was like nine grand. 
So I was like, oh, that's that's not what I want to do right now. So I was like, I'm going to start directing this myself. And I heard about all these people coming in and wanting these, you know, weed stocks. So I said, well, you know, if I'm ahead of the game, maybe I will be able to almost take advantage of this, this knowledge. You're going to front run the market. Exactly. Yeah. So we just, we, I, I would go home and do reading every night after work and see who was opening their, their next uh, facility next, who was getting their next license next to uh, cultivate and grow, um, you know, who was getting government approval, all that sort of stuff. And you could kind of almost, I had a sheet going where I could map it out on what date, what was happening. So I'd try to buy the stocks a day or two beforehand. Because you would see when they were going to get the government license to yeah. sell. And then, you know, like on the TD app or wherever you're looking for your news, it'll come up and it'll say like facility approved by government of Canada. So everyone sees that news. Everyone jumps on that bandwagon. It shoots up. But if you're in beforehand, you can sell on that news and then, you know, take your profit mm-hmm. from there. And then so just you're, jump to the you're next being one. total smart money. You're Tr- buying, on, to, you're buying yeah. on information that is was pretty readily, readily available. Did you have to dig super hard? Not really. Like it was maybe... I got, I did get into it after work. Like I would spend probably two or three hours going home and just reading, seeing, you could go to their websites and see what their plan was. And then if you just build like your own little planner, what was, what was next after that, you could kind of see what was happening when, and kind of, you know, almost guesstimate when people were going to start jumping into this. Cause it seemed like really any positive news, it was like plus 20%, plus 30%. Some of them were going hundred percent overnight. And you were always selling on the positive news? Always selling on the positive news. Which yeah. is the direct opposite to what most people do. Everyone buys. And then, yeah, everyone always buys at the top and then, you know, t- typically loses out. You were doing, so you started this at like 25 or 26 years old. 26-ish? Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe even, yeah. I have late birthdays. Maybe maybe even late 24, 25. 24, probably. 25 years yeah. old. What, what got you thinking to do this this way? This is a pretty smart approach you know to what? the market. So when I was in high school I took a business class and it was actually our teacher gave us a newspaper and you passed if you did well she gave you like a fake hundred thousand dollars and she's like look at the TSX here um you know if you make money you pass if you lose money you fail so uh, I already had an interest in it I guess from then and always said I was going to but never did and then when I lost money in the mutual funds I was like okay I don't want somebody else controlling this money I'd rather control it myself because I feel like I can do a little bit better you sound like one of us for sure. <laughs> We're like, don't touch my money. I got yeah, this. Yeah. You hands off my yeah, cash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was always just uh, buy beforehand, tell them the positive news. Um, I remember the best one ever. Like we, there was there was quite a few companies. I was just in and out overnight, and it was in a tax free savings account. So I was just waiting for from the call from the CRA saying, uh, "Why are you going in and out so much? Like, <laughs> are you going to pay some capital gains on some of this at some point?" Um, but in one of them, there was a, I don't know if you know the town Bell Fountain, but I was in the general, there's a general store right on the corner. Okay. And where I'm, is that? Where, where? Uh, just, uh, where would you say? So it's about 20 minutes North of Brampton, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind so of just like on community. my way to Orangeville? On your yeah. way to Orangeville. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. On the forks of the We Credit go through Road. Orangeville all the time up to, uh, on our way to Blue Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah, through yeah. this place. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's right off okay. the highway there. Okay. Yeah. Right okay. at the bottom of the Caledon Mountain. Really. Okay. Um, so I'm an HVAC technician, uh, that to the side. So I'm working on the furnace in this general store. I'm in the attic of this room and there's customers all downstairs. Uh, I was in this one company called uh, TGIF. It's now called 1933 Industries. Uh, I bought it like three o'clock on like a Thursday night. 
What, this is one of the weed companies? This is one of the weed companies, You're yeah. in their HVAC system? Oh, no, no. No, sorry. Oh. I'm, I'm, he, I'm in the general store. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah sorry. I'm working hours because uh, it's for, nine. For some reason, I thought you were crawling uh, in no. the HVAC system <laughs> of the weed place and you heard some insider information. That would be fantastic, yeah, okay, wouldn't okay, it? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Um, so I bought it the day before and then uh, so I'm up in the attic here and I see 9.30 in the morning comes, TSX opens. This stock has gone up 100% in the 12 hours I've owned it. So I see... You know, is it okay to talk actual numbers here? Of course, yeah. whatever you want. So it says plus $47,000. Holy I nearly shit. fell out of the, uh, the attic. <laughs> nearly fell out. Customer, like, thank God my ladder was right beneath me because I almost fell right out. <laughs> Holy. Uh, so that's how he acquired a lot of the down payments for the houses yeah. he was soon to yeah. buy. So, wow. Yeah. So it was lucky. But, you know, the only thing was with that is I was a novice, so I was greedy. So I thought, well, you know, 47000 in 12 hours. If I wait another two days, maybe it's going to be plus 100000 so I didn't take all my profit. So I, I think I only got about 30 grand out of that one after it fell down a little more. Yeah. Only, but I think we've all done that yeah, though, right? We've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's when I should have listened a bit more. The psychology of the market's so interesting. And it's why we like real estate so much because when I was playing in stocks during my tech run and I was getting into stocks, this is late 1990s. Okay. So like an eon ago. Yeah. But uh, you always felt like when the price was going up that you were about to double again. Yeah, Or exactly. you should buy more. Yeah. And then if it went down even like 5 or 10%, you were like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, I'm losing everything. Maybe I should buy more now because it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. And you just messed up everything. And it turned into this whole game of buying at the wrong time, selling at the wrong time. Yeah. So I don't really know anyone who sold at the top perfectly. <laughs> um, but you did pretty good. We did all right. Yeah, we definitely did all right. Um, so then probably January, February came along and this is this what is year 2018, 2018, 2018 yeah. at that point yeah and that's kind of the end of the bull run for those weed stocks so we start starting to lose money and we're starting realizing okay this is probably done now so we're like we're not going to be this lucky again uh, and i'm a rock star member at that point now um we need something better to do with this money like we can't just sit on it as cash um, wow, so, your thought process is crazy. First of all, the high school teacher who was only going to pass you if you if you made money, like love this person, whoever yeah. that is, like yeah. that's real world. Do you remember their name? You should shout out to the you know podcast. what I don't. But I'm gonna have to look into it. Now. Yeah, like yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And um, and then your thought process to convince yourself you should sell it, that a bull run is over. Most people are not going to think that way. It just seemed like. Because when I got into it, everyone that was coming up to talk to me was saying like, hey, you know, do you know anything about these weed stocks? And it was like whispers. Like they would never just come out and say it. So when I noticed those conversations stop happening, I was like, okay, maybe this is the sign that it's oh, over got now. It, got it. So it was, it, you, you're getting the whispers. Yeah. And then they totally stopped. That's funny. Cause that's what it feels like a bit with Bitcoin right now. I feel like the whispers are everywhere yeah. around me. It's like yeah. every time, you know, and I know mm -hmm. we talk about it a lot. So it'll mm -hmm. be natural for rockstar members to communicate back to us. But I even have other friends and stuff who are texting me mm -hmm. and I'm like, why is it every day? I feel like I have to remind Nick, I'm like, you know, we talk about, we're real estate brokerage, but I feel like lately all we're talking about is freaking Bitcoin all the time, yeah. but it's because of those whispers. Like well, everyone has questions yeah. about this thing. And you just did get the all time high last night. I think it was 1932. I think it hit for like, yeah, it hit for like, like that? 10 seconds. It did. And then it yeah, it came, came back, back down, down a little bit. And but it, still, you can tell it's, 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 it's fighting hard. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't know yeah. if it wants to go over that price yeah. or is it going to settle down for a little bit? Well, you know, the funny thing about all time high is that means that everyone that's ever bought is in profit. Insane. That's pretty crazy to say. Pretty really. Crazy. That, that really is. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But okay. So the end of the bull run, I just want to get back to your, your marijuana stuff. Yeah. End of the bull run, you decide, are you cashing out everything at this point? Yeah. So we go full cash in that account. And then, uh, that's when we start with, uh, Lisa Pota. 
here yeah. on the team. How did you uh, find us? You know what, actually, so my mom is actually a uh, member. That's right. I forgot. She yeah. was a member for probably a year before I was, and she kept saying, you know, you need to go talk to these guys. You need to go meet them. And I was like, I, I don't know. Right. Like, who are these who real are estate they? guys? Do they really know anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. So, they're full of crap so like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ended up, my friend and I came down to one of your um, rent-to-own classes, the okay. introductory class. And we were the first ones there. We met you, and we we probably talked to you about ten minutes before the next person came. I think I re- vaguely remember. Yeah, this. it was at the old office. Yeah. It was a, it was a long time ago. Um, so he owns his own car dealership and uh, like mechanic space, and like say I had my HVAC company. Uh, so we're kind of talk, talking to you about that, and you know we're we're young, so we don't you know we kind of know what we don't really know. Uh, so, you know, you seemed excited. So it was, it was good to talk to you about it. I seemed excited. Yeah. You guys were totally checking me out. Who is this guy? Yeah. Is this guy full of crap or not? Yeah. But yeah. no, no. So we went through the class, uh, heard everything you had to say about the rent to own. We got in the car and we both look at each other and we're like, okay, it's time to do rent to owns. Let's get into it right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. What a, what a journey. So, so just to conclude on the marijuana stuff, you were in that market for how long? Doesn't seem like it was, uh, it wasn't that long. It was probably, I probably started early October. Um, of 2017, 2017, and then you're probably exiting. Yeah. Last week of January first, maybe even second Mm -hmm. week of February, somewhere in there. And then, uh, and then um, is there, um, and then you made multiples on your initial, was it like, did you start with 10,000? Yeah. So you don't have to share actual numbers. No, I I don't mind. Like if it's okay, I don't mind. Whatever you Um, want. So originally it was 17,500 I had invested. Uh, that turned into about 112,000 or so. And then I just in the final weeks, I got lucky again and put another 10,000 in. And, and I think after everything, I think it was about 143,000. So 26 turned you, into man. about 143. That's insane. So Good for you. It's uh, like I say, it was, it was luck. It was just a little yeah, bit it, of research. It was luck. And, and you keep saying that, but I find people who keep saying they're lucky. A lot of time is, you know, you, you were, you had some preparation going on. Not everybody's writing the little spreadsheet that you're putting together, <laughs> mapping out when people are getting their license. So I can accept that it was some luck. Definitely. There's luck in all our lives for sure. But you were, oh, you it. were the preparation, you know, meeting that opportunity. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's really cool. That's the question really... is, did you listen to any of my financial advice? Absolutely. No. Oh, didn't. Yeah. No. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had the TD expertise or bank expertise, the bank yeah. expertise yeah. right the inside, next to you here. The inside track. Yeah. 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 Um, so then you, so you come and you fit, you find us, you learn about some real estate stuff. You and your buddy, this is a friend of yours. Uh, yeah. We came so, to the first. So what's the class. first that will you buy a property? Uh, so the first one, he ended up not moving forward right away. Um, so Lisa and I went, looked at a few properties in Cambridge. This is when there were all those crazy bidding wars, early 2018. It so feels like it's been like that for 10 years, it, by the way. It has just now, so you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sure, yeah, yeah. 2018, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, so we went and looked at a few. We lost a few. And so I realized, like, we have to make a huge, like, a huge uh, gap on what these prices are. So the one I ended up getting, it was for sale for 250000 and we bid three hundred. And we only won it by $500. Like the next bid under wow. was 295.5. So it's just crazy. Um, so we uh, got that house. When did we close on that one, Alex? Uh, April of 2018, he closed. Yeah. So we closed on that one April. Were, we, uh, Alex, were you on board with this right from the beginning or were you a little skeptical? Um, I, at the time, I was thinking that we would buy our first property together to live in because we were still living in separate houses. Um, he wanted to go in and on a property with his brother. So that was his first house, the mm-hmm. one that they closed in April 2018 in Cambridge, which was completely okay because it was within his family and he wanted to do something great with his brother. So I was really excited for them. Mm-hmm. 
And that was, they wanted to start with a rent to own because they wanted some of the capital, I guess, back yeah, as quickly some as possible. Of, yeah, get a quicker like ROI on the down payment because uh, we put 20% down on that property. So we were figuring if we could get a little bit more back, first of all, as like a new investor, it would be better. But um, we're just seeing how the market was going. We're like, I, I don't want to lose this thing. How, how Like it's been hard. So did you operate that one as a straight rental? Yeah. So it's it's been a straight rental all the way through. You told me that here. I have a little bit of a write-up. Yeah. Okay. So that one's yeah. been a straight rental, it has which been. has been happening a lot. Look, when we started this, we were doing a lot of rent-to-owns because in 2008, Nick and I had already been doing properties for a long time. Mm-hmm. But in that part of the market was interesting because the U.S. was crashing from a real estate perspective. Right, yeah. Prices were coming down. So Canadians were thinking, I'll get into the real estate market, but I don't want to hold this because real estate prices are about to come down because we're going to mirror the U.S. So the rent to mm-hmm. own really fit during that time really nicely because mm-hmm. people thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll keep this property for a bit, but then I'll sell it because I don't want to hold this for too long because pro- interest rates are going to go back up. This is what everybody told us. Yeah. And when they go back up, the real estate market is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. So this rent-to-own thing really works well. So we believed in it regardless, but it just hit a nice sweet spot in the market at that point. Um, but I would say a lot of investors we work with over the last five years have been like, screw that. Mm-hmm. I'm buying a property and I'm holding it forever. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. we do on a rent to own basis right now. Probably the amount of business Rockstar does it's it's probably like three percent of what we oh, do. Oh, is that right? It's, wow. it's a tiny because most most Canadians are like on. I'm never selling this real estate because yeah. real estate only goes up. Yeah. And we're always like whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> we think it's going to go up like crazy because interest rates are so super low and the government's spending money like a drunken sailor. So yeah. we yeah. think it's going to go further, but you can't bank on that exactly so let's look at the cash flow let's be sophisticated here and then if it goes up bonus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but most people just aren't even listening they're like forget it it's gonna go up Mm -hmm. right and we're like ah so this is like our panic or battle Mm -hmm. where we're always trying to communicate be smart you know don't don't go too crazy don't leverage yourself too much and that kind of thing but you got in and how was the renting a a property out process did you do Uh, that yourself i did do it myself yeah uh oh sorry the first time we used a um do you know lorenzo poda uh, yeah, that's you know, Lorenzo Popoda yeah. really well. Yeah, so he rented it out for us actually, because awesome. it was just a little bit too far. We're living in Orange, it's just a little too far to get down there and show it every night. Um, so he did a fantastic job. He's a hustler, tenants. and I mean he that really in the best is. possible you way. Know, the funny sure. thing is now is he's he's handling a refi at Butler know, for me right now. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He works at Butler Mortgages right now. Yeah, yeah it's a small world. It right? is. Yeah. So uh, cool. Um, yeah, so we we did show it with him for probably two or three times as a rent to own. People just didn't understand it and. With that coupled with then us wanting to hold on the property, we decided, you know what, it's a straight rental now. And that was that was super easy. Could you cash flow it as a straight rental though? So yeah. So the mortgage on that, I think originally it was like two two point eight percent uh on a five year fixed, uh or sorry, a five year variable. You had and it was about eleven hundred. Yeah. Uh eleven hundred a month uh to carry it. And I think we got sixteen fifty right away as a okay. three three. Because you had eleven hundred, then you had property taxes insurance. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you yeah. you were gonna yeah. cash flow there. Yeah. Um yeah, so we right off the bat I think we were about five hundred dollars cash flow. Um Fast forward that one a year, we uh, refi- re, um, redid the uh, interest rate, uh, brought it down with like a four-year variable at that point. I think it was and fixed. Now, fixed, if it doesn't make Yeah, sorry, now it's fixed, yeah. So now it cash was about $900, that property, believe it or oh, not now, yeah. which is just crazy. So Good for you guys, man. Yeah, good for that, you guys. that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, $900 a month on a single-family <laughs> home single rental family home. is a winner. Yeah. Good yeah, for exactly. you. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, so that one. Oh, you we, parlayed your weed money into rental property money. You're just <laughs> you're just compounding here. Yeah, well that's all. That's the seventh one. Was the seventh one or eighth totally. one of the world? Yeah, the, yeah. the compound. Yeah. Um, By the way, which is a big battle that we face with new investors because, actually, 
let me correct that more so with people we've worked with for a while, because someone like you, let's say five years from now, you'll come to us and say, okay, it's time for me to get another rental property. And then you'll look at the prices and, you, and you'll reflect back on how you bought your first yeah. Cambridge property. And you'll say, whoa, 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 I already feel that way. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm not paying this price. And we have to break out our calendars and say, okay, pick an appreciation rate that you think might exist for the next 10 years. Let's, let's, you know, let's hold the property price up and let's mm-hmm. compound this forward and see where the next 10 years this possibly could be. Not that we could bank on it, but to give us a context of why it might be okay to get into the market right now. Because yeah. we're, we're trying to change your perspective from an experienced investor who looks back and says, there's no way property prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. And the reason we need to do that is we had many people in 2008 say, hey, Tom, you know, I've been looking at the market for like since 1998, mm-hmm. L- literally since 1998. I've determined in 2008, with everything going on in the U.S., the interest rates are about to skyrocket here because they're not going to be able to keep them low. And every real estate person here is going to be underwater. So I'm out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were looking at it like, I don't see how they can raise interest rates. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. figure this out. Like, I, I don't. And we were talking out loud about it, just like, we might be wrong, but I can't see how they're going to raise rates. So I think property prices may go higher. So let's buy them to just cover their costs. We're cash flow positive, so we're secure. Yeah. But we don't think the prices are going to come down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we tried to change the perspective of those people that have been in the market, and we just couldn't. Yeah. So no, now no, we have a bit more wouldn't. confidence. We're like, damn it. Listen to this. Yeah. Look at what's happening with the central banks. Look what's happening with the population base in this area. Yeah. Like Cam- mm-hmm. Cambridge, to your point. Yeah. Cambridge is exploding. It is right now, yeah. yeah yep. or, I'm sure Orangeville, I don't know as much about Orangeville, but I feel like Orangeville is probably growing as well. Yeah. It's, I don't know uh, if there are subdivisions uh, around Orangeville. I'm not so, so as familiar with Orangeville. Yeah. It's, yeah it I is mean, one of the markets. fastest growing communities yes. right now. I oh, think it is. Shelburne was the fastest growing uh, last year. I think Orangeville was, I think, fourth or fifth in all of Ontario. So there is a lot happening. There's a lot of development happening. Uh, and it's a bedroom town. Most people kind of live there and drive down in the city. I feel I had friends who did the same thing yeah. when I was in the tech world. Yeah. Even back then, people were living in Orangeville and driving into yeah. Mississauga there. It's, it's easy to get down. Like you, have, you can just go straight down the 410 and you're, you're right in the city in 20 minutes. So yeah. yeah. Selfishly, I love going through Orangeville because I don't have to go on Highway 400 to get to Blue Mountain. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm always yeah, going through yeah. that. But uh, okay, so tell me then what happens after that first property because then you do um, more stuff. Yeah, so, so January we bought that house uh but actually it was april that we closed on it yeah um but it was march or april of that same year of that same year so before we closed on the cambridge house was when we decided we wanted to live together and buy our first home together um so we ended up buying that one in um was it march or april uh we i guess we put in an offer april of that year and then we closed in june Mm -hmm. um in orangeville um one of the older parts of the city sorry the town um, so a little bit more cost effective for us. Um, and it was easily made into a duplex if he wanted to mm-hmm. take it on. So we're doing a lot of research now. There's 16 types of houses in Orangeville that are generally approved unless it's a custom home, four of which are really easy, easily uh, converted into a duplex. They have just two doors on the side of the house. So you can throw a wall up right away. Bang, easy duplex. Um, not so easy when you start getting the town involved to make it legal and everything, but... That's another story. No, but that's how we always look at properties as well. It's yeah. Like how quickly can we turn this into a duplex should we want to? Even if we're operating yeah. as a single family home, yeah. can we operate it as a duplex if we wanted to? And mm-hmm. we've done that. We've actually had bought rentals as duplexes and converted them back to single family homes because someone had paid us so much right. that they were willing yeah. to have the whole house. And well, we're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So we've all, all done the reverse, which we never thought we would. 
Oh. You know, we're like, okay, we'll convert it back. But uh, it makes awesome. sense. It, it yeah. made financial sense. We're like, yeah. okay, let's do it. So uh, that's uh, cool. So you live in that particular property? No. So the funny <laughs> funny thing story. Is, so as we're going through that process to make it a legal duplex, um, we rent out the upstairs, which we did a little bit of work in to make it ready to offset some of our costs while we're putting you know money into the basement to make it a legal duplex. Uh, so there's people, uh, renters living upstairs now at this point, and we're working on the basement. And we're still living with our parents, each of us. And we're like, we're ready to move in together. So I drive there uh, to the property, do some work one night after work. And all of a sudden on our road, there's about six properties for sale. And so I call our realtor and say, what's going on? Like, why all of a sudden has the whole street gone up for sale? Do they not like us anymore? <laughs> um, so it turns out that um, it was low-income housing that Doug Ford had uh, eliminated from the budget. So the town had all these single-family homes as low-income housing that he had to disperse and move all those people into apartment buildings. So, yeah, like I say, all these houses went up for sale. So we found our exact house, but a mirror image of it, uh, put in an offer on that one, um, and ended up going back and forth with the, uh, the county of Dufferin, owned that house, went back and forth a few times, and ended up getting that one. Uh, again, knowing it can be a duplex, because it's the identical floor plan as You've ours. You've already done the work here. Yeah, yeah. So... So now we're doing two renos at the same time. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend that. No, no that's, <laughs> that's stressful. Uh, your age, you guys are good for yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's totally quite fine. stressful. Yeah. So, um, I th- so we did a, f- a full gut on that house. There's a lot of smoke damage in it. There was a lot of just, they hadn't touched it since 1967 sure. when it was built. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we did all the work in that one, focused on, on the upper level of that one. Uh, so we moved in there and then finally got the uh, basement of the other house ready. And now there's... Tenants living in there. And now we're in the process of uh, trying to finish, do the refinance now with Butler Mortgage, trying to get uh, some money together to put a legal apartment in our house. Legal our, basement our apartment, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That's a cool story. Way to go. So that's current. Now that's, that's where current. you are. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I'm hoping Butler can work some magic because right now our, our total debt service, our uh, income to debt, uh, is yeah, over what it should be. You're a mess. In yeah, the banking, yes. in, in yeah. the banking eyes. Uh, yeah, and, and so, Alex knows this. Being yes. at the bank, yeah. you're just you're a complete mess. But you know what? Welcome to the real estate investing yeah, world. That's exactly. where we all get ourselves to. Yeah. And everyone, people even ask Nick and I when we started, like, why are you guys just not buying all these properties? Like, why should I trust you? Like, if these are such good deals that you're telling me about, so many opportunities and we're like, out there. All, but we couldn't buy anymore. Yeah, we, we had yeah. no more money. Yeah, like when we started this business, it's not like I had a young family. Nick quit his job. We had already been buying properties. Our debt ratios were already screwed up. Then we quit and went to self-employed status, which makes it even harder <laughs> yeah. with the bank. Yeah, does, and yeah. people were looking at us like, "Well, yeah. if it's such a good deal, why don't you buy?" And we're like, "We don't even have any more money. Like, we don't have more money. Yeah, yeah. we have some equity that we can't refinance because the banks don't let." Yeah. So I find all investors, you go through this period where. You know, it's almost like the most frustrating patience that you require where you buy a bunch of real estate and Mm -hmm. then you kind of cap out and you have to let the appreciation kick in or the equity build up from the mortgage pay down. Mm -hmm. And then your income might change, whether your your career kind of evolves or your business kind of grows Mm -hmm. and the banks like you again. And then what we found, yeah. yeah, and I found over the last let's say for Nick and I last five, six, seven years, the banks have started to like us again. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You liked me before, then you hated me for a bunch of years, and now we're friends again. Yeah. And even actually one bank, which I won't name, they had a cap on us for a while saying, hey, you guys are capped out. We only allow six properties for investors. That's it. Mm-hmm. And this was like common knowledge that this particular bank had this limit of six properties to investors. And then when our financial situation uh, changed, we stumbled into this bank again for different 
reason. And we talked to them and we had to submit our financials for something else that we were doing. And mm-hmm. they looked at it and they're like, you know what? We'll lend to you guys on three more properties, no problem. We're like, whoa, oh, wow. whoa, 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 whoa. You wow. for years you told us All six properties. And they're like, well, you know, situations changed and we can make exceptions. And we're like, damn, another case of us believing what we were told and not challenging it sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, so if anyone out there is listening to this, you have to push the banks when you, you know, when yeah. you have yeah. to push because a no today could very easily be a yes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I completely Things, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, it's just there. It's a company that's changing its mm-hmm. and it, fiscal policies change as well. Like what the government tells them to lend and stuff yeah. too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they they could be lending one day and not the next. Yeah. So you guys are in that period now where it can get a little frustrating because you're like you yeah. want to do more stuff. I feel like I'm doing nothing all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Like it was crazy for the longest time. Then we caught up, got everything done. Yeah. And now all of a sudden. But, but someone like a couple like you guys and someone like yourself, Matt, you're doing, doing all this stuff. You have your own business. This is might be a time where you double down on building the business. So, you know, the funny thing is, is that's what we're doing now. It, doubling down on the business, but also on the property. So we've made them like all new decks, gates, fences, made them all smart homes. So like Nest thermostats. Uh, we've submetered the water so, you know, you can have smart meters on them, totally control everything. Um, yeah, so really doubling down those properties, making them work a lot better as rentals for us. Uh, so I don't have to be as hands-on, go there and fix something every night. I can, you know, look at my phone and see what the property needs or, or something along those and, lines. And with this much property already, as you guys, you know, evolve your relationship and grow together and stuff, your financial future, and I, things could change. There's no crystal magic crystal ball that I have, but you've set yourself up with some nice assets now that if you just take out a calculator or a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and you put in any appreciation rate into the support portfolio or forget the appreciation rate, just look at the equity that you're going to build up over the next 10 years yeah. and then 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I know by the time you get to my age, it might sound like forever, but it comes quick. Mm-hmm. And if you, the way you've set yourselves up now, it's going to be very interesting once you're in your 40s on what you have at your fingertips here. Mm-hmm. Even if we get no appreciation, just literally from just hammering away yeah. at yeah. paying the bills, paying the bills, boring stuff, yeah. and uh, you look back and it's like, holy smokes. Yeah. You know, so that's cool. What, what, did, what did both of your parents say about this adventure for you guys? Oh, interesting question. Um, I would say I didn't realize how handy my father is. Um, he was very involved in the renovation process on both properties. We knocked um, down some walls, put in yeah. some loads of load supporting beams. And yeah. I think he felt productive. And it, th- even to this day, you guys still talk about, you know, things oh, that yeah. are in the past that you've worked on and things going forward you want to work on. Um, my mom has been with the bank for 35 years. So she knows a lot about real estate as well. And she thinks it's a fabulous idea. Um, mm-hmm. And your mom, of course, is a VIP member here. So she just yeah. adores that you're part of like the family business now. Yeah. So That's she has a few... Uh, duplexes and triplexes in St. Catharines. I think another one in Kitchener. Um, We're so going to have to thank your mom for I know, having yeah, us cross I know. paths <laughs> like this. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So, um, and then cash flow on, on this um, are all the, pro- no, the one you're living in, but now you have multiple properties that are cash flowing. I don't think I asked you about yeah, the second property. So the one in Cambridge now makes about $1,000 cash flow after everything a month. Um, what's crazy about Orangeville is the rental rates are way above what, what any other town seems to be so the purchase price on one right now we bought it for 425 um like say about two years ago yeah. 
Upstairs is about 2100 for a three bed, and the basement is 18. Utilities in? Utility, uh, utilities in the basement, but not upstairs. So 2100 plus utilities for the main exactly. floor. That's a three bedroom main floor? Three bedroom main floor, one, one bath. bath. Yeah. yeah. And then the basement is a two bed, one bath. Utilities in, just because with the furnace and AC. Like you... That's incredible. Okay, so things are exploding. Uh, just at our team meeting this week, um, Andrea on our team had a listing. One of her own properties, actually, was uh, a legal second suite of uh, First main floor goes vacant. It's in Hamilton. She puts up the listing on Facebook Marketplace to mm-hmm. get That's it. That's a reason too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, within within half a day, I think our team meeting is at like 10 a.m. She had just put it up. She already had 70 people that morning reach yeah. out to her. Yeah. She had someone committing to, I want to get this straight. Um, I believe, I hope I'm not messing this up. It was, I, I believe it's 2,500, like 2,495 for the mm-hmm. main floor mm-hmm. plus utilities. That's no, sorry. Crazy. No, it's utilities in. I apologize. Okay, yeah. It's 2,500 yeah. utilities Still. in. That's amazing. And she, well, yeah. Part of me, it's weird because I have this like dual thought on it. I'm like, it's amazing. But at the same time, things are going up so fast for people who don't have assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of their income yeah. is going to their living costs mm-hmm. that it frust- So like, I'm kind of like, like our yeah. whole bus- no, business it. is built on, let's help each other understand the monetary policy. Yeah. And if real estate can be a vehicle for us to circumvent some of the damage that the monetary policy can do to our savings, mm-hmm. then let's use, you know, let's yeah. use that real estate to kind of get ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. But then at the same time, I see a population where the middle class is kind of being hollowed out because it's so expensive to own a home for yeah. your family yeah. that you have this kind of dual thought process about it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a bit older now. We've been doing it. I've built up a little bit of financial net worth and now I can reflect back because yeah. when I was younger, Nick and I really weren't thinking that way. We we're like, shit, we have bills to pay. We're leveraged to the hilt here. How are we going <laughs> to yeah. survive till next month? And our debt ratios suck. And, you know, like yeah. the banks hate us. And like, Nick, I don't know. Do you have anything on your Visa card that we can use? Like, yeah. what's oh, going on? There, yeah. So, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. And those panic nights, sometimes I remember just staying up at night. Like, how are we going to pay? We have to renovate a bathroom and a rental property. We have no mm-hmm. money for it. How are we going to do it? And, you know. Yeah, shuffle you, some money around. Yeah, 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 just trying to make it work. Um, so I don't know if it's just now that I'm reflecting back a little bit, but yeah. I, I feel like somewhat concerned of the situation and I think it's going to get worse. I like, I, I truly believe yep. that property prices are going to go further up in Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And although that's positive for all of us here who own assets, yeah. it, it, it's like I don't, it's I don't not, really yeah. like the the culture and the society that that's going to then build. Yeah, people that don't own assets are going to be yeah, yeah. Caught in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and I think when we try to scream from the hilltops, like, "Hey, all Canadians out there, listen, get yourself some mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. You know, build a business. If mm-hmm. you don't want to get assets, save in something like gold. Save in something like Bitcoin." You know, do yeah. your weed stock research. Well, yeah. maybe the weed stock thing's over. Who knows? I don't know enough about it to comment. Yeah. But, but you know, get get yourself some assets somewhere yeah. so, to propel you forward. So it's this weird kind of, you know, it's cool that we can all work together and share our successes like this. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel concerned for those that are not. So, No, I hear you. And, yeah, we try to help with that. Like, we try to really make beautiful rental units, like, yeah. really above what the, the standard would be and not charge like the full market rent for like what it would be um just to try to help a little bit like we have fantastic tenants and they just say to us all the time like we we love these properties like we're not going anywhere very cool (laughs) very cool um I want to transition a little bit to your business. Okay. So how did you get into this particular business? Or so is this I in school. So describe the yeah. business. What do you do? So um, first off, I I'm an inspector for uh, an HVAC company. So um, it's sort of like Enbridge. Enbridge deals only with natural gas. 
Uh, I'm out in the country, so we do oil and propane. So same idea, but they're, they're different fuels, so they require different licenses. So I work for a company doing that, um, kind of part-time, some full-time some weeks, and then uh, I own my own HVAC company where I do installation of furnaces, ACs, uh, water heaters, all that sort of stuff. Um, it really just started out as, you know, a friend needed help getting a furnace fixed one night, uh, doing that, and then it, you know, a few more things, a few more things, and then it transformed into an actual business. Um, so yeah, it, uh, you know, it's taken a lot of time. So to did build you, you didn't go to school for this? this I did. Of... Yeah. So I went out of high school. I went to uh, Humber North campus in, uh, I think it was Etobicoke, um, for, for HVAC, uh, to get all my gas licenses and oil licenses and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, joined an HVAC company from there and then started there and then realized, you know, I'm not really an employee. I would rather do my own thing. And then, as I started to get more and more business, that's where the business kind of just grew from. So now you have a foot in both worlds. You're working both in, kind of yeah. for a company yeah. and you're doing your own thing as well. Nick and I just yeah. converted our last rental property from oil to, to gas. No, did you? It's in yeah. Hamilton. I don't think yeah. anyone even believed us that we still had an oil tank. We're like, and people would look at us there like we're crazy. We're like, out there. yeah, we're like, yeah. no, like we actually get a truck to come by and yep. fuel, uh, fill up yeah. the fuel tank. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like from the exterior of the house, there's a hole and they stick the thing in the side yep. of the house. It's like filling up a, like a car, but yeah, you're exactly. filling up the house. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, we finally retrofitted it now to be, being a, like a gas furnace and stuff, yep. um, but uh, but that's cool that you're still doing that. And I didn't realize out in the out out of maybe the more densely populated urban center, it's still more there is still oil. Up yeah. There. So if there's no natural gas, most people are on propane. Uh, the older farmhouses, anything older than really 30 years, most are oil. A lot of people do convert now because there just isn't because uh, there are no new oil systems going in, right? There are a few, uh, not too many. Typically, it's the person who's had oil their whole life. And, you know, they don't want to learn something new all of a sudden. They'll just put a new oil furnace in. Uh, but most, yeah, most houses now are, are propane if natural gas is not available. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And then so now doubling down on this business, what does that mean to you? You mentioned so, that that's something you're going to do. Does this mean, you know, trying to build it out further, yeah. make it a full-time kind of thing? So what it is now is so I have a guy that kind of uh, works for me. And uh, so I'll go out, quote, jobs. Um, if I can't handle it myself, uh, I'll get him to go out and do the installation or the repair. Um, and now we're, we're investing a lot more in owning our own stock. So like I, in our, in my, in our basement right now, I have five furnaces sitting there, five ACs, a couple of water heaters. It's taking up a lot of room, but you know, I can, if, if we have all like the people don't know, but sales do go on for furnaces, same as like black Friday happens for other people. Um, so I can get these furnaces, you know, a couple hundred dollars less than what I'd normally get them for. Um, and then I can pass that savings on to the customer later on when uh, I get the actual installation. But it makes it easier, easier too when you're getting ready for a job and you have all your stuff ahead of you and you can say, like, okay, I'm ready to go for this uh, installation today. Um, so, yeah, it's that. And then um, just also building a client base, really. Like, my, this is kind of where I'm not sure how I want to grow the business because I can't really leverage it out too much. If I go quote the job, people are, are expecting me to be the one installing right? Because, you know, you can make it all really personal. You can explain it more than some random sales guy from a big company will come out. You don't know who the installer is. You don't know what the warranty situation is. So if you are the same guy that quotes it, installs it, follows up with them, make sure, they're, make sure that they're happy. Uh, and then if anything happens in the future, like for maintenance or anything, they'll contact you. It's the same guy out that knows the system. Uh, they really like that. And so I've kind of taken that as my business approach. Yeah. Uh, 
and and there is a, a big market for that. People really want to know who the guy is that's coming out. They totally. don't just want to know that. That's, it's nice. But when you do get ready to leverage, you yeah. can, let me be the one to tell you, you can do it. You sell the person who's going to come in and do the work yeah. while you're quoting it out. Yeah. Like if you look at myself and Nick, everyone thought, oh, well, I just want initially when we started to grow, it, was, it would be, I want to work with Tom or I want to work with Nick and that's it. Mm-hmm. But when you build up the team around you and you sell their experience and you sell how great they are, mm-hmm. now I'm convinced there's some people here that would rather work with people other than myself and Nick <laughs> yeah. here at Rockstar because they enjoy yeah. that person so much. Yeah. So when you're ready to leverage, it yeah. is possible. And the way you do it is you sell the experience and how great the installer is. So it's exactly. possible. Yeah. So you can leverage the approach now where to get business, you're like the one, one-stop shop where you're going to do everything. And a whole bunch of people are going to value that for sure. They meet you. They're going to have confidence in you. You're the one that's going to come and do the work. It's like an easy sale. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But when it's time for you to grow, mm-hmm. don't let that limiting belief be stuck in there. You can yeah. totally do it. Yeah, that's what we're it, working on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And because everybody, and I think real estate people get stuck on that so often mm-hmm. because they're like, well, you know, it's my clients. They called me. They expect me to come to the house. You're just not doing it. And I'm not saying you're not doing this, but people mm-hmm. don't do a good enough job selling how great their team is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build the yeah. team up. Yeah. How much experience they have, what they're doing, why they're great. Are they better than you at some aspects of this? Yeah. Communicate that. Yeah. Right. When you leave here today, I'm going to give you a book by Dan Kennedy called The Magnetic Marketing Kind of Blueprint. He put. Uh, okay, I've, I've heard of it actually before. Yeah, yeah it's a book that uh, we really think summarizes some of the best marketing strategies for building a business. So we'll give you a copy of that because oh, th- that it. sounds like. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, it's some of the principles that we've used to build this particular business. And okay. I try to share it with as many different Canadians as I can. So we'll share that with you. He's been a huge mentor in our lives. And uh, he just, fa- if you can believe it, he still faxes. He almost passed away last year. He's not in the I best condition. Yeah. yeah. Nick just yeah. sent him a letter and he just faxed us back something. So um, it, the fax is really weird now because it comes in. I guess he sends it to, to somebody who's helping him and they scan it as an email attachment. So we get a fax as an email attachment <laughs> from someone okay. else's account. Yeah. That's how we're communicating with him. Um, but yeah, he wrote that book and it's just a great summary of the principles that you would use to build your business because a lot of people in business get stuck on tactics. So someone will come to you, Matt, and they'll say, Hey Matt, you should be on Instagram, put all these furnaces on Instagram. Or Mm -hmm. someone will come and say, you should start a podcast or you should do this. The way marketing works is there's foundations, Mm -hmm. then there's a a strategy and then there's tactics. So you want that foundation, which are, is based on principles, right? There's just these principles in marketing that always work. Then you take a strategy and you use those principles and then you layer on some tactics at the top. Whereas most people and your competitors will just be focusing on on the tactics, Mm -hmm. you know, do Instagram, do this, Mm -hmm. do that. And they're always running in circles. You want to build your marketing foundation for your business on these principles. And once you do, you can just keep leveraging it. And yeah. that book really does a great job explaining it. So okay. totally yeah. share that, that awesome. with, yeah, with yeah. you. Well, I don't know if it's going to change anything or not. I know it's just really helped I'll us. So we're talking it. from experience. I will yeah. tell you, he's all about reading, expanding his knowledge. He does a lot of audiobooks. So when he's driving his car every day um, from different jobs, like he is all about expanding his knowledge. So he'll definitely be on his top of his list so to read cool. it next. Like, what, you, you, why, are you, why do you think you're like that? Why are you taking in all this information? You know what? Honestly, again, I just feel like I got I got lucky that I was interested in self-discipline and building businesses and self-motivation and books and like your, your podcast. I listen to all the podcasts probably three or four times each. Wow, cool. <laughs> um, Thank you. So it, yeah, it's just, I, I figure if I'm driving around uh, going from job to job, just listening to the radio, I may as well be trying to get 
you know, I, I, I've always tried to get at least 1% better in something every day is kind of always been like my motto. So if I can at least, you know, listen to something or make the business 1% better or, you know, lift 1% more weight in the gym or something or um, get 1% better on a property or 1% closer to a refi. Uh, That's his yeah, goal. That, that, Alex, yeah, is yeah. he getting enough rest? Are you guys taking care of each other? It seems like because <laughs> yeah. I, I know you're busy too. You're involved in all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Are you guys both taking care of yourselves here? I would say, yeah, we're more about self-care now. Um in 2018, early 2019, we were not because uh, we just wanted to get these all these units Everything ready we, yeah, and rented. Yeah. But now we're definitely um, we wanted to travel more this year. That's not a thing, but eventually we'll get there. Mm. But definitely we're taking care of ourselves these days. Yeah, travel so 2019. I know. What are you guys talking right? about? Travel? So Travel's like, what are you talking? We this is the first year 2020 where we will have not left Canada. And I yeah, I went to yeah. Europe. I, I guess it's been 11 years straight. Yeah. to Europe, and then we usually go to New York City, and we'll nice. go to Jamaica, and we'll go to Florida, and we'll have yeah. all these other trips throughout the year. And this year, Carol and I are looking at each other like we have not left Canada, and we're a huge fan. Can, you know, we're fans of Canada. Yeah. Nick yeah. and I are products of this country. So, you know, we love this place, but it's sometimes you want to leave. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Just and it's funny. That's, that's what Alexandra says. Yeah. We're, we're ready to go somewhere. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. we finally broke. I thought, I think Carol was mentioning, you know what? Forget it. We'll do the two-week quarantine. Let's just book somewhere down I'm south. I'm there with you. Yeah, we almost just, did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. just like, yeah. we'll do the goddamn two-week <laughs> yeah. quarantine. If that's yeah. what you want. Because before, in the summer, we couldn't do it. Our son, um, who you guys briefly met there, yeah. is yeah. going to Western. And we didn't want to come back from Europe. And then he would have to two-week quarantine. Yeah. We couldn't get him over to Western. Yeah. It was a whole big yeah. thing. But now I think we're all like, screw it. We'll just go. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think we've decided our next trip is Croatia. Yeah. Well, oh, as much as you talk about it, we've learned a lot about it. Yeah. it it's our next, like, top it's of our so list. It's so because I, I used to downplay Croatia because our father growing up is such a proud Croatian. He, everything was always Croatia's the best. It has the best beach. It has the best soccer teams. It has the best water polo team. Like it has the best every, in his mind, and he would always tell us there's only four and a half million Croatians. And look how good they are in sports. And yeah, we always have yeah. the best beaches in Europe. And, and so in my mind, I was always trying to downplay it to people because yeah. our father was so in our heads, our whole lives that it's number one. But now after traveling a bit of the world and going around and stuff, and then, and then having the, you know, the opportunity to spend some time in Croatia every summer I'm like damn man it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it's it really good it, yeah the islands when we get to if you get to if you go you have to go to the islands isn't there like tens of islands like yeah oh yeah, yeah there's thousands islands. there's thousands of islands some of okay. them you can't live on yeah you know and I don't know the amount of acreage that classifies an island but you'll be out in the water and you'll go by a couple little islands and clearly no one's living on that oh, thing okay. um but uh, there's just thousands of islands there. Nice. And there's some big, big ones, of course. And just going out on the islands is just incredible. It's, yeah. It is, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to rent a boat when we go out there for a few days. And mm-hmm. the, the captain will take us to like a little cove where it's just a little restaurant that you can only get to by boat. Very and cool. you anchor out and you swim into the restaurant. You eat. You swim back to the boat. And I mean, it sounds like... Like to me, it's like a dream. You know, I'm like, this is like, I'm like, this must be heaven on earth because, you know, I've had a few glasses of wine. My kids are there. My wife's there. Nick and his family, my brother-in-law, there's like 12 of us all there. And it's, yeah, it's about totally. And I see the kids having fun and the music's playing. I'm like, this makes all the real estate bullshit. 
So, yeah. so yeah, it makes it worth it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> all those ripping down walls and yes. putting up the supporting beams <laughs> yeah. with your father-in-law yeah. and painting and dealing with different emergencies uh, and yeah. that kind of stuff. For those brief oh, moments, yeah. you're like, it was all worth it. Yeah, yes. everything's worth it. I feel very grateful that we yeah. can do that. So if you guys go, you have to let us know. We'll tell you where to go. Oh, perfect. Oh, I would tell you to even use our place when we're there, but we're usually there oh. at, when people are going. But yeah. if we're not there, you have to let me know. We have a two-bedroom condo there oh, right on the water oh, cool. with the Wi-Fi and the washing machine and appliances all set up. So it's you know it's a, it's a good wow. Yeah, that's I want awesome. to on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to let us know. Um, you'll you'll meet my cousin Goran, oh. and he will hand over the keys to, nice. you, okay. to you. Okay. Um, but uh, what about the, you? So you brought me this coolest Bitcoin thing. So yeah. what, what's the deal? So you bought in this coin that is like this Bitcoin coin, yeah. which we all know Bitcoin's not a real physical it's object. Not it's, a a physical digital, it's a digital piece of scarcity. Yeah. But I love. I'm such a sucker for this thing. I'm like a huge fan. So thank you for bringing me this. Yeah, but, of course. But, but what's your thoughts on this? Why Why are you bringing this in? Have you started reading about well, it? So I have a little funny story with this. Um, back in 2009, when it was first created, I had a friend who. Um, Here we go. Here he we go. How really many, how many, how many did he give you and why did you let go of You them? know, the funny thing is I was the complete opposite. So he, he started explaining to me back in 2009 that he was gonna, his computer was going to do this math problem and he was going to earn 50 Bitcoin. And 50? 50. And <laughs> oh I thought, why would you do that? That sounds so stupid. That's a waste of electricity. So I said, don't do it. Don't do it. Anyways, he ended up doing it. So at the time, we were so young that his parents wouldn't even let him have a, uh, uh, a cell phone. So he used my email to sign up for a cell phone. So I guess, you know, he, he kept going with it, kept going with it. Uh, just a few months ago, I got an email alert uh, with an address on it that he topped up his data. And so I just happened to Google the address of this house. And it is this mansion out in British <laughs> Columbia. So you're not British connected Columbia. to him anymore? No, no. no. So oh. this mansion on British Colum- in British Columbia, right on the ocean. And I'm like, you know what? He yeah. must have made hundreds of millions of dollars in Bitcoin because he had thousands of them. Yeah. Thousands Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm, you know, here ten years later, I'm buying Kyle, at fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand, and I'm like, oh my god, I should have yeah. bought fifty for eight cents and not one yeah. for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> the crazy part is, I think it's still a deal. I, I, think it's I still agree. A deal. I still think it is. It's too. not yeah. that type yeah. type of deal where you're making no, fifty on not. your laptop yeah, computer. Exactly. Can you imagine? Home. No, I can't. I mean, even to run a node now, you're looking at like $3,000 for a node. Um, and you're, I think it's what now, 12, 12 Bitcoin, I think you earn oh, per you, math you, problem, you, I believe. You've looked into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've considered uh, running. I, I would really like to. So our next thing is um, when we eventually get this property finished as a legal duplex and we move to our next house, I would really like something with a running river so I can build some turbines that would eventually maybe power some sort of a, a Bitcoin node oh, yes, or have some sort of a solar farm or even like the Tesla solar panels that are coming out. If I could get something like that to, you know, power a Tesla and uh, uh, run a Bitcoin node. But you know what? That doesn't sound cr- like I, I think even two years ago that would have sounded bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't seem too crazy to me. That actually sounds like a well, pretty good idea. Was it? Uh, Pierre Paul Turgeon yeah. that was on and he was saying that all the natural gas producers are using the methane out of the top of the smokestacks to did, mine Bitcoin now, right? And did they're you hear Greg Foss come on and talk yeah, about the company did, in Toronto yeah, that's yeah. building those rigs that they're putting on top exactly. of those things? Yeah, so I figure, you know what, if, you know, there's multiple different kinds of renewable resources out there, if you can harness any of those and make it work a little bit in your favor, 
Um, cause I mean, like if, yeah, if, if you were to mine Bitcoin, there's, uh, yeah. And, and, there. and I think the way I like discussing Bitcoin is that people I think who don't know anything about it, think you're talking about a get rich quick kind of scheme, like, oh, it's going to go no, up in price. Yeah. But the reason I want to communicate this out to as many Canadians as will be open to listening mm-hmm. is that it, to me, it's a form of hard money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that if we all save our money. And however we make it through your job at TD, mm-hmm. through your business, through what we do, through whatever anyone's listening to this in a form of hard money, maybe it has the potential to go up in value as we age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So that as you get older, your savings isn't depleted and mm-hmm. you have to take it and put it into risky investments, quote unquote, risky investments, yep. your marijuana stocks. I mean, let's Super I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm, jo- <laughs> Super I'm, jo- risky. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was did really well, obviously. But, uh, but you have to always be on the hunt. Yeah. Whereas I would love it for all of our time and labor to be stored in something that goes up in value. Something so that scarce. And, yeah. yeah. And then maybe then as we age, people can take, instead of trying to still work two jobs, mm-hmm. some people I know who mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. you know, well into their late 50s, early 60s, still working really hard, mm-hmm. maybe their savings will be worth enough where they can kind of ease back a little bit and share the wisdom of their lives with young people mm-hmm. and have the financial ability to do that and not be scared that they're going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, I, I feel, agree. yeah, so yeah. I feel like this serves a real big purpose in the world. And I get a little bit all maybe too, you know, maybe I'm an idealist with it, but I, I just feel like it has the potential to really do some unique things. Well, when you see like Citibank and um, like all these different big, like MicroStrategy, all these big companies putting hundreds of millions of dollars in all of a sudden, you have to think that there's something more behind it. And then like Visa and MasterCard are on board with their crypto cards now where you can actually spend it through a, like a, yeah, a are visa they? card now yeah yeah you okay. can actually do that now um and you can even take as a company out there called BlockFi. yeah uh, BlockFi just even, today announced their credit card exactly which you can earn points but it, they also give you uh secured loans against your your bitcoins mm-hmm. yeah you can put i gotta look into them. more of this because i want to know who's borrowing to me because i because i'm fascinated by this i'm like wait yeah. a second i have some bitcoin so i can start lending this stuff out yeah. and there have been a couple crazy companies that have gone out of business mm-hmm. in this there whole world been. so you, oh, yeah. it, it, we are early infancy, for yeah, sure. we are early yeah. but i want to understand just who's borrowing on that side like i need to understand this market a little bit hopefully real estate investor <laughs> well hopefully yeah yeah yes yeah, some, someone hopefully somebody's running an HVAC company who knows some good marketing is going to grow that company yeah, but uh that's yeah it's just a fascinating space it is and, and it it's absolutely worth, is it's worth paying attention to but yeah, yeah today BlockFi came out with their visa card i don't know if it's americans only but they're paying out points yeah and the points are bitcoin yeah. So that you're yeah. spending the the wallet mm-hmm. and you're earning Bitcoin in it. Yep. And they're saying that they can pull this off because of the efficiencies in the the technology. They don't have to go through all the old financial system. Alex, I'm pointing yep. to the banking system because the banking system, as it goes through the different transactions, yep. everyone's taking a little bit of a, p- a piece yep. of the pie there. So yep. the points can't be shared as greatly as they can be yeah. with this new card. Well, I think it was three or four weeks ago. I think $100 million of Bitcoin was sent one from one private address to another. And it was a dollar eighteen they spent on the transfer fee. Yeah, on a hundred million dollars. Can you imagine sending that through a bank and how yeah. much you would spend? Well, you know, I can see the application of it too. When Nick and I bought that condo in Croatia, we had to go to the bank, and then they were like, "Well, why are you sending? You know, why are you sending this to Croatia? Like, yeah. what, what's?" And we were like scared. We're like, "Well, I don't know. It's our money. Like, why are you asking me? 
what's your business? Isn't it my money? But because we were using their system to change it and they were asking us all these questions, I always felt that. And then it would take like two or three days for the Croatian bank to acknowledge that they had this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always felt like it was floating out in the system. And I know it never got lost and it can be reversed even. So I felt mm-hmm. fairly safe about it. But I always thought this is so weird. Like it's 20, you know, this would have been 2010, 20, 2009, 2010. Yeah, so it's still recent. Recent, and we already doing online banking and stuff. I'm yeah. like, why do I have to go to the bank and like kind of yeah. almost beg well, to send my own money and then yeah. answer all these questions and then hope it gets there? Mm-hmm. Whereas this settles almost immediately. I mean, we know how fast it settles. It'll take yeah. about 20 like, minutes yep. to settle, yep. and that's it. Once mm-hmm. it's settled, there's nobody that has to move any gold bars behind the scenes. And I'm a big gold mm-hmm. fan, so this isn't Me a too. knock on gold. <laughs> I just mean this looks rather interesting. Yeah, I don't have I to agree. move any. I don't have to trust that you have the gold bars over yep. there. It's 100% secure by some pretty heavy yeah. computing power yep, at this exactly. point. Yeah. So it's it's just a fascinating space. And that's the thing. Like people's biggest argument to me is how how are you sure it can't be hacked? And uh, the thing is, is like you'd have to all the nodes run against each other. They're all trying to prove each other wrong until one can prove themselves right so you need to have more than 51 or 51 percent or more of the computing power of all these different nodes out there to make sure to, to run a successful hack uh 51 is bigger than like the 10 biggest supercomputers on the planet yeah i'm going to so research this no further way. so we have like the definitive answer on what 51 yeah. would be today because you're right it's just yeah. absolutely massive it, yeah it's yeah yeah it's not possible really i mean i guess anything's possible but realistically so uh, interesting times for you guys with your properties now mm-hmm. your experience in the stock market yeah. now your your uh real estate experience you guys are both working yeah. um now you know how to save in gold and silver you're creating cash flow from these properties the property will likely appreciate if mm-hmm. not it's still the mortgage is being paid down you're getting equity that way mm-hmm. congrats to you guys both thank, thank you. you so thank much you. Yeah, yeah, like this it. is a big deal yeah especially at your age to be doing this i don't think all your friends are doing this kind of stuff so soon enough <laughs> you will be the guy <laughs> who you Googled in BC with that big address. Yes. It's yeah, going to happen yeah. to you guys as well. <laughs> Whatever happened to uh, Matt and Alex? And yeah. Someone's going to track you guys down in Turks and Caicos somewhere and go, look yeah. at them down there. Yeah. Well, as well, like I think Matt's learned a lot. I know. I don't think. I know Matt's learned a lot from your... Um, is it quarterly meetings you have out in Mississauga? Your life I'm there at 8.30 yeah. on a Saturday too. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks Although for Although we've been so, doing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Socially distanced yes. now yeah. the computers, but... Uh, yeah, we've had to have do, yeah, two virtual ones. It looks like February is going to be virtual again. So yeah. we can't... I think the next time we all get together, we're just going to have the biggest, baddest party. Like, screw go. it, yeah. man. Yeah. Forget yeah. the coffee. We're just going to serve vodka through yeah. the whole thing. Everybody <laughs> party on it like eight in the morning. I don't yeah. care. Drink. We're I'm all part- We're all partying. <laughs> so we're so looking forward to getting back together yeah. again. And thanks for you guys coming to those events on a Saturday morning, getting oh, up early. I looked forward to that for months. Yeah. Cool. Time. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah you guys yeah. have great energy. Yeah. And like I said, you guys have been great mentors you don't know that you've only met me in passing a few times um but we've taken so much knowledge so much even mm-hmm. just like your energy i feel like after i listen to you guys talk especially you tom uh the energy you like revitalize us because going through real estate battles is hard and after i hear you talk for you know a few hours on a saturday i just feel like i have the energy to go for another few more months yeah. until i hear you talk about it again <laughs> thanks for so, that yeah. we know we really appreciate cool. it yeah, and you do. know what i want you guys to know it's a two-way street because when you send in a story like you emailed in like this and mm-hmm. share what you're up to we don't get to see that anymore because nick and i are more in the office we're not on, on the streets mm-hmm. all the time it's more our team so when we get stories like this i see what you're doing out there it motivates us mm-hmm. so it's completely two-way street if we're cool. you're if we are feeding you you're also feeding us 
And uh, I feel very fortunate to be able to do this. I tell my family all the time, Nick all the time, like we're in a sweet spot. Like this is a fun thing to be able to it do. Yeah. Although we all go through the pains of running business. Mm-hmm. And anyone listening to this, and Matt, you should know this as you grow your business. Nick and I have challenges all the time. Yeah. They're, you know, yeah. one of the, the CRM system that we use, it gave us 30 days notice that they're not going to process any of the credit cards mm-hmm. that we process regularly and to find another merchant account switching to that merchant account wouldn't work properly with the CRM system. And yesterday we were battling, like there's just always like mm-hmm. perpetual amount of problems that are going on, but yeah. it's those days where you get to swim in Croatia in the water yes. with your family yeah. that make it all worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you say, the person who handles the most shit (laughs) wins yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. totally thank you awesome guys yeah yeah thank you what's the what's the url for your bit do you have a website for your business for your hvac Uh, and what geographic area uh, it's just uh just an email uh autumnair.heating at gmail.com autumnair.heating at gmail.com yep yep okay we'll put it in the show notes yeah totally put it in the show notes (laughs) yes you know Autumnair, um, one word, autumnair.heating um, at gmail.com. You yes. got it. And what geographic area do you serve? Uh, we're a big area, honestly. I'll, I'll do anything from um, Markdale. If someone knows where that is. Where is oh, that, Mark- Markdale? That's, that's a good hour, hour and a bit north of Orangeville. Okay. Um, so almost almost at the Owen Sound. Okay. Um, all the way down to really St. Catharines. Uh, I've done a lot of work for a lot of VIP members, a lot of uh, Have you? members. Actually, this scar here on my forehead. This was a, uh, a two nights ago, an emergency water heater replacement for a VIP member here. No so, way. So, yeah. So, it's, so thank uh, you. Now you're putting your body on the line for, <laughs> yeah. for Rockstar. Now you're, you're, you're yeah, you're blood, you're, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. And that's somebody you just met through the. Yeah, of it's, uh, yeah. I, I, I've done a few jobs for Rockstar members, and then my business is really just really word of mouth. Um, and I do a lot of uh, property maintenance uh, too for Rockstar members. Um, so yeah, it's just all been, you know, my name's been passed around and everyone, I guess, has been happy so far. Uh, so I just getting more and more business. And so uh, one more time with the services yeah. that you offer from the HVAC business, what are they? Can you just list them? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, water heaters, furnaces, air conditioners, heat pumps, uh, any kind of maintenance, uh, repairs. Um, like I say, even with the uh, property maintenance, I can go down and change air filters, any plumbing issues I can usually handle. Uh, really whatever mechanical service a house needs uh, we're into awesome yeah Matt, thank you so much for this. Yeah, really of course. No, thank it. you. Alex, thanks for coming on. Thank Didn't you. you. This, this was is, a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, totally. Really appreciate this. We'll do this again soon. We'll yeah, an update love to. from you guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for All right, sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Matt and Alexandra. And if you are listening to this and you want some real estate information for yourself, to understand some of the strategies that you might be able to use, you can go to www.rockstarinnercircle.com. That's www.rockstarinnercircle.com and check out everything that we have there. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.